Um, when you belched in the other room, I was trying to shout nice loud enough so you could hear it through your headphones, but I don't know if you heard it. I did hear that. I was over by the fridge and I heard just like a very muff like, nice. Yay. <laughs> it's Sunday night, so I'm having, I'm having a little drinky, you know? Oh yeah, a little, little beverage. Mm-hmm. The beverage. Every time I say the word beverage, I feel like Pauly Shore. <laughs> I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard Delilah laughing in the other room. <laughs> I kind of heard it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is what put this place on the map. I've never watched that movie. I haven't either, but I, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> So for the the pod, we were talking about subway bread and the subway. Because I'm making, yeah, I'm making my own bread, and I basically just like put a bunch of Italian seasoning in it. Over here, you it's not it legally cannot be called bread. It's not bread. It's so it's mostly sugar. So like, did you ever hear the urban legends about like KFC and Pringles that were of a similar vein? Because like. I always thought the subway thing was like an urban legend along because I know the KFC one was debunked. The KFC one being that like the chickens were so genetically modified that they couldn't call it chicken. And that's why they changed the trademark from. So that was that was debunked. They were just trying to rebrand because they didn't want it wasn't that they couldn't call it chicken. It was Mm -hmm. that they didn't want the word fried in their company name because. This was like the 90s when everyone was on that diet culture wagon. Oh, yeah. So it is still chicken. So I've been told. And the Pringles one was like, did, did you ever hear the Pringles one where they were like, it's not a chip for some reason? Like the, the potato is like diluted or something. <laughs> so it's you a know, cracker. I've, I've never heard that one. And also something very funny happened. Uh, the whole bit you just did, I didn't hear it because I had a glitch. So I just came back to you being like KFC, and I was like, "Yeah." I did. I did say KFC. I did say KFC. <laughs> yeah, hey, so I I'm came trying back to find like, the Pringles rumor. I think fast food rumors are so funny. Oh yeah, they're, they're all just very good. Uh, Pringles controversy. Quora says um, they are potato crisps because <laughs> chips have to be slices of potatoes that are fried. And then, apparently, Pringles are pulverized dried potatoes, which are then reshaped and fried. And so, they are diluted. It's kind of like a hash brown. Yeah. But, this apparently does have an important implication, because Pringles are not gluten-free. Mmm. <laughs> Can I say that the Pringles over here are much better than back in Canada? Do you think that there's more potato matter in them? I wonder what the percentage is. Maybe. The thing about, about like crisps slash chips over here is that over in North America, they just douse those things in flavor powder. Like, you know how mm-hmm. you eat a Dorito is mostly flavor powder with like a bit of chip? Yeah. Over here, it's not like that. Doritos are like, people dip Doritos in like hummus. I did this last night. Because there's so little flavor powder on them, they're actually like a tortilla chip. Huh. It's, it kind of rules, actually. I like them a lot, but I, I don't know if I can go back to the old ones. They're just, they're just gently, like, delicately seasoned. Yeah. Like, most crisps are over here are pretty delicately seasoned. Hmm. Even, like, jalapeno ones I've had have been pretty tame. See, I feel like if you tried to do, like, North American Doritos in the hummus, it would just put all the powder in your hummus. Oh, it absolutely would. It would be disgusting. I've, I've been watching Daria lately because I 
totally legitimately legally obtained um the reconstructed episodes where with the real music with the real music well the music is good music is good music is good it's good i'm Dana galloway and as always i'm joined by i'm tuesday ferguson you're tuesday i'm twos you're twos i'm twos and uh today we're talking about Oingo Boingo, finally. Oingus Boingus. Oingus Boingus. We're finally talking about this after like six months of talking about it. It's funny, I was talking about Mystic Spiral, the fictional band from Daria, because we'll get to this. Uh, Oingo Boingo is the band, but it evolved from a street performance art group called the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Yeah. The Oingo I... Boingo. When I started doing research, Re told me that, like, you know, it was like a street, like, like a weird theater group at first. And I was like, no, it wasn't. And I like read the Wikipedia page for five seconds. And then it was like. I mean, did you think this wasn't created by theater kids? This oh, particular album is absolutely <laughs> theater kid music. But, you know, I try to go into everything with a reasonable level of uh, doubt about mm-hmm. crazy claims. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's like a lot of them. Oh my, there was like a lot of people. There was 15 members at one point, and they played almost, almost or more 30 instruments. Nice. I kind of wish there was. I kind of wish there was like a recording of it. Yeah. The Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo. But what is Oingo Boingo? They were related to a different performance art group in the 70s that I had watched a documentary about and I didn't realize that they had like collabed or something. I'm trying to I'm trying to back up this claim. I found some videos of them performing the Mystic Knights of Wingo Bungo. Like I found a, a video of Minnie the Moochie. Their, their nice. cover of Minnie the Moochie. Yeah, they're really into Cab Calloway, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting considering how much Danny Elfman's energy is just like those old Betty Boop cartoons. God, you're right. Danny Elfman is basically just a walking Betty Boop cartoon. Yeah, pretty much. Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas was based off uh, Cab Calloway's cameos in the Betty Boop cartoons. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah. I think it's very funny also that the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo were actually started by Danny Elfman's brother and he didn't join until later on. Yeah. Just kind of stole the show. Yeah, it was just vibing my city now. This is mine now. To those of you not in the know, before we continue this conversation, uh, Danny Elfman, huge film and TV uh, composer, did the music for The Simpsons, Nightmare for Christmas, every Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. This is his band. Uh, Sam Ram- Raimi, Spider-Man. Yeah, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. This is his band before all that, because I've, I've had to explain this to several people while talking about Oingo Boingo. I'm like, you know, Danny Elfman, the Simpsons, the Simpsons guy. Yeah. But I think like his like film score stuff really took off after Oingo Boingo broke up. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just like largely people our age who were not around for Oingo Boingo, where that's the immediate association. Mm-hmm. Whereas like people my dad's age are like, oh, that guy. That ginger guy, right. The guy from Weird Science. 
everyone knows weird science. I had not heard that until we tried doing this. Like that's the one single I've skipped because I'm more of an only a lad fan than I am of Dead Man's mm-hmm. Party. Yeah. The first time but I like heard the title Dead track. Party, the title track. How can you not? It's really good. But the first time I had heard it was literally Halloween 2022. It came on Fair. at a party out of that. The banger. It's really good. Yeah. But Controller by Oingo Boingo off Only a Lad is just such a good song. Yeah. Power work on that record is very, very good. Yeah. Inspiring, even. I like how they, how Oingo Boingo was like very ska influenced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think that's fun. I just, I just think that it's like if you had some cartoon skeletons who were in a ska band. They'd and be there Oingo were a lot of synths. That would be Oingo Boingo. They went from they they followed the theater kid to ska band pipeline. <laughs> Delilah is begging to tell her fun fact about weird science. What's your fun fact? So Kelly LeBrock, who plays the, the uh, magic woman in Weird Science, you know who her ex husband is. Who? Who? I just read the greatest <laughs> script I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Steven goddamn Seagal. Oh my god. Dublin says oh my god. Actually, it's actually true. That rules. That's so no, good. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you're right, it doesn't. I, I think Steven Seagal has a pretty bad track record with women. He does, but it's still... I will show you GM Supersage. That fact rules, though. She, she just goes around our apartment and does her Steven Seagal voice, and... <laughs> That's why you're my baby. Did we review Aww. Steven Seagal's album? Oh yeah, he does have an album, doesn't he? He has two albums. Yeah, get... we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to get that on the pod. Get on that, we need you. He has a reggae song where he talks about getting the Woof. <laughs> can we say um, on the radio? I'm gonna have to look that one up. I don't know if I we feel can. Like not. I feel like I feel probably like not. not. <laughs> Thanks, baby. I love you. Thank you, Delilah. Actually, hold on. Hey, Ree. Yeah? Do you think we can say on the radio? I think you can say on the radio. <laughs> I don't think so. I, my vote for now. There. Now we got the collection of wives on the radio. Yeah. I've always been an only a lad enjoyer. Mm-hmm. So this whole record going through it for the last week was, it's really good. It's mm-hmm. really, really good. Oh, this is like interesting. Um, so in the 2000s, they there were like there was like a, a little bit of talk of an Onkaboga reunion after Danny Elfman was, you know, winning all those Oscars and all that, or mm-hmm. getting nominated for Oscars. Um and he said no because of his hearing loss. Yeah, he broke up the band because he suffered such bad hearing loss and didn't want to perform like that ever again. But then in the year of our Lord 2021, he put out his first solo studio album in 37 years, Big Mess. Which a lot of it, I think he wrote kind of mid lockdown. So just about mm-hmm. him like going through it at home. And there are former members of Oingo Boingo featured on the album. And he remade old Oingo Boingo track Insects, which is not on uh, Dead Man's Party. It's off Nothing to Fear. I haven't heard that one yet. Insects Rules. I think you would like it. I, I, mean, I keep I saying am- the only Henry Selleck. Well, not the only one, but like, so Henry Selleck's James and the Giant Peach, right? The stop motion mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Danny Elfman did not do the soundtrack, but I think he should have, because the Randy Newman 
soundtrack is iffy and also i think that insects would have been a banger to have in that movie with like the little claymation worms and stuff just jamming see i haven't heard the song but i want to agree with you just because of the the, the thematic you know there's insects. there's insects i say this i mentioned worms which are not insects but you know what i'm getting at uh, people call them bugs yeah i think i think I think, like, you can call a thing... Bugs are basically anything that's small and squirmy, I think, you know? Yeah, creepy crawlies. Um, yeah. So, yeah, because Danny Elfman was supposed to play Coachella in 2020. Obviously, that got cancelled. Was it 2022 or 2021 that he played Coachella and everyone was like, whoa, Danny Elfman's ripped? That was last year. That was in the last, six, yeah. like, eight months because... Yeah. Like, 20 episodes ago, we were all like, oh... Danny Elfman's yep. kind of hot in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Daddy um, Elfman. <laughs> I have this. Can we enter? Um, I have the video saved from TikTok. I don't, I can't tell where it's from. I can't find the interview where it's from, mm-hmm. but it's just Danny Elfman sitting at an interview chair and he's gripping his Jack Skellington puppet. Like Jack, owes was a money. And he's just looking, looking at Jack. And he's like, I guess one more time. It's just you and I doing oh that God. thing. And then it zooms in on Jack's face and he shrieks. I guess one more time, it's just you and I doing that thing. I love Danny Elfman's energy. I've watched enough live videos to see that like when he comes out, he's usually pretty reserved, but as like it goes on further, he gets like he just starts kinda going like nutso mode, you know? Yeah. I think it's telling that like a lot of the people I know who are into Oingo Boingo are trans men who wear Hawaiian shirts for fashion. That makes so much sense to me. Hi, Spencer, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have too many people I know like that at this point to be to call there them are, out. There are multiple of them. It's there just are a lot of them. There are one. a lot of them. And both of them just they, they, is a prominent one. It, it is it is a it is a, a global phenomenon because I know people <gasps> hear exactly like that. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I just need to interrupt this. I I need to broadcast that it is Gromit's birthday today. Happy birthday, Gromit! So the picture of him when he's a little baby, little baby puppy with the small ears. He's got Aww. the dog bone cake, and Wallace has hair. You know, since I've moved here, I have not watched a single thing of like Wallace and Gromit. I think you should because like. I think, like, being in Britain will change your experience of it. Like, when I have met, like, middle-aged British men before and, like, interacted with them, I'm like, I get it. (laughs) 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 I mean, like, I mean, like, my mom always compared my grandpa to Wallace just because he was bald and liked inventing things, but... <laughs> the point still stands. If you know an eccentric middle-aged British man, he probably will saw a board while sitting on it and then go, "Oh, worked with someone like that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just describes my last he, job. Every time he uses manual tools, it'll go. I feel like from I being want- here, from being here, I remember having to like sand a pipe to like remove the paint on it for like six hours. And I feel like that was the theme that was playing over me doing this. I want Danny Elfman to soundtrack an Aardman movie. Yes. You imagine? Yes. yes. 
Danny, we'll accept $5 for this idea. He hasn't done a lot of animation. I mean, like, The Simpsons is a big one. Mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series. But yeah, it's been a lot of live action that he has done the music for. That's interesting. Yeah, which reminds me to a very funny memory I went into. So I was listening to this record in the shower, like earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I heard mm-hmm. the song, No One Lives Forever. And I was like, where the hell have I heard this before? Mm-hmm. I know this opening. I know, I know it. And you know where it's from? Where is it from? In, from 1997, the song No One Lives Forever is in Casper, A Spirited Beginning, the live-action Casper movie. At the very beginning, oh. when they show the train that has the skull face that's taking people to the afterlife, it is playing mm-hmm. No One Lives Forever when they're, they're showing you the big like CGI skull face. That's wild. I can't believe I remember that. I was like in the shower. I'm like, where the hell is this from? Why do I remember this? What is this? And I like immediately looked it up. And it's like, yes, it is Casper. Okay, every time I look at Danny Elfman's Wikipedia page, I find a new movie that he worked on that I didn't know that he worked on. Yeah. Like, the IMDb page goes on forever. It just keeps going. It truly does. Like, even Oingo Boingo have their own, um, like, IMDb page. Mm-hmm. And if you get past like the the like Donnie Darko or Ghostbusters two weird science in the movie Bumblebee for some reason, there are seventy two soundtrack credits on credits on IMDb for Oingo Boingo songs, including including Beavers and Butthead. Of course, course. you need that. You need that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two has no one lives forever. Same as. Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> um, how many movies have nothing bad ever happens to me? Because that's a banger. I'm not seeing any so far. Oh, I'm on this very GeoCities-esque site. Mm-hmm. It's called Boingo Ed's 10 Years with Boingo. It looks like it's a guy who toured with them. As like a roadie or something? Uh, well, there's mystory.html. Download it. <laughs> okay, um... He has seen 52 Oingo Boingo concerts within 10 years exactly, and he worked as their drum tech for 19 of those shows. Oh my god, okay. And he has a very extensive database. There was an Oingo Boingo secret society where you would get on the list to uh, get invited to their Halloween show they do every year. I I feel like that must be a huge party. Yeah, they would they would do like um, they would do a, a secret Halloween party each year. I think it was like a Nick and Nora Infinite Playlist type beat, mm-hmm. where you would just have to like find it. I think that's fun and silly. That is fun and silly. Also, like I just love the tradition of like bands doing something special for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think I that's think important. It's, been, it's really important. It's it's something I greatly miss experiencing, and I think bands playing bands or doing something special or having like a particular party that they host every year for Halloween is like a time honored tradition that should continue on forever. Let's do a secret show where we all cover Oingo Boingo songs. What if we just did an Oingo Boingo cover band when we got back? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. I could play those. Let's go. 
Yeah. In my time away, I have learned how to play the drums competently. I could do anything now. You can do anything. I could do anything. I could make like really crappy MIDI horns. Yes. Let's do this. God, this is a really GeoCities at like ass website. That's so good. Oh, that's so so good. Like the background of like the all access on GoBungo Pass. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, it just keeps going. This is a long story. It looks like oh okay, there's another one that's also very GeoCities ass called Boingo.org. Boingo.org. Is apparently apparently Danny is the webmaster. Has was last updated in two thousand eight. Uh, but it is fan supported. Oh my god. Boingo.org. Boingo.org. That's so good. I love the term like webmaster. Yeah. We need, re- we need to return to that old form of it. Oh my god, I love this. The 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 gif ass logo at the top here. Yeah. All the links are broken. Psychobomb's Oingo Boingo website. Oh, no, their domain's for sale. No. I but need to go like, on archive.org with this. This website, the boingo.org, has been going since November 1999. Yeah, there's rare songs. There's, oh, there's MIDI files. Oh, man. Wait, are these like... Okay, hold on. We gotta. I gotta pull one of these up. Uh, MIDI file they off offer here. I downloaded it. If I get a virus, oops. But I trust this, so I, I just want to give this a quick listen. Oh, there's one website. Um, of Oingo Boingo MIDI files. And it's called Tender Lumplings Treasure Test. Treasure send, Test. Send it over. Send it over. Looks like I need to pull up the Wayback Machine for that one. Tender Lumplings. Tender Lumplings. Tender Lumplings everywhere. When I went to Disneyland with my choir class back in like grade 10, we had to. They they do this program where whenever a choir plays at Disneyland, they make you like record a Disney song mm-hmm. as a choir. And so one of ours was This is Halloween. The other was a song from The Princess and the Frog, and the guy working at Disneyland got a little low-key racist about it. Um, oh, but that's no. another story. That's another story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we all had to do like we had to do like creaky little witchy voices. When on the recording, we have to be like tender lumplings everywhere. Um, so that's on a recording somewhere. I I hope you're able to find that because I would love to hear it. Ugh. Tender lumplings treasure test of lust and mortal sin. I love the internet. Oh, this rules. God, it's only MIDI files. <laughs> God, God bless like the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Incidentally, the site looks a whole lot better with a font called Bedrock. They're asking you to change the entire font. <laughs> <laughs> this rules. Oh, this is oh, so good. Man. Shout out to Tender Lumpling. You rule. I want I want you to be the webmaster of my homepage. 
I want to be in a web ring with them. The unfortunate thing here is that if I click on Oingo Boingo, it says the Wayback Machine does not support this web web page. No. It's okay. We'll find it later. Soon. So this album was their fifth album. Mm-hmm. It was after they had gone on a hiatus and come back. And this is their more pop-focused sound. Because before then, it was more avant-garde and kind of punky and all that. And mm-hmm. the only two songs by Oingo Boingo that ever charted are on this record. Because Weird Science and... Um, I didn't realize Weird Science was such a big song. It's, it's not really one of my favorites, you know? Yeah. Actually, I guess this does count as a film composition because the reason it was written was John Hughes called up Danny Elfman and was like, I'm making a song called Weird Science. I feel like you would write a song about that. <laughs> was like, yeah, and, and he like wrote it in his car on like the way to work, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's later gone on because it was their most popular song. Uh, Danny Elfman has said that he like regrets it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't think it fits in the band's repertoire very well. It's not entirely on brand, but like the energy of Oingo Boingo is to have a song at least with the title Weird Science. Yeah. Like that is the vibe. You put this album on at your banger Halloween party. I feel like that in that sense it fits in. Um, like all those Halloween episodes that we've done mm-hmm. where we've asked the question, what is Halloween music? This is it. This is it. The entire time it's just been Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Yeah, it's both songs, uh, Just Another Day and Weird Science are their only two chart-topping songs. Not topping, but they reached, like, the top, like, 200. Yeah. Got on the billboard. Which is funny, because both those songs are not my favorites. Mm-hmm. They're accessible. I can see why. Yeah. They are very accessible. They're very different. They don't sound like any other Oingo Boingo song in my mind. Mm-hmm. God, they were really releasing music for, like, a... Like, every year for a while, huh? Yeah, just vibing. Because I, I was looking... I'm looking at their timeline here. And, like, the EP, Only Aladdin, Nothing to Fear, Good for Your Soul. Like, they're all, like, one year apart. That's a lot of, like, output. They've continued to be prolific, like, considering that IMDb page. Mm. Danny Elfman has continued to, like... I'd say that Danny Elfman is maybe, like, <laughs> one of the most successful composers in the biz. I'm reading this AV Club interview with Danny Elfman, where he describes himself as being a brat. You know what? It's from I 2014. Um, I mean, he's mostly commenting on Only Aloud, where he's got various troll songs. Mm-hmm. But he was basically just like, I consider myself very left wing, but I wrote capitalism because I was for no other reason than being a brat. I can respect that. Since we're talking about it, my favorite thing used to be like putting Only Aloud on at work. And because you're at work, you have to skip the song Little Girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a song you can put on at work. Yeah. One thing that Danny Elfin has said when performing that song live, he mm-hmm. was like, this is just about my girlfriend who was literally very small and she only fit in the palm of my hand. That, that was a bit that he used to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really good. She was just a, she was just a, a, a very small woman. <laughs> oh dear but uh what's your favorite song on this record Tuesday easily the title track heard somebody cry is also really good follower 
yeah, the title track and No One Lives Forever for me, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. God, like, Dead Man's Party is, like, such an iconic sound. I, I, It's so 80s, but also, like, so, like, ha-ha, quirky, you know? How so? I mean, like, the lyrical content and, like, it's kind of, like, spooky production. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't on this record and showed up in, like, a Tim Burton film, I believe that it was made for the Tim Burton film. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's understandable. Like, again, like, very primal Halloween energy. Yeah. Just very classic. Danny Elfman's kind of a spooky guy. He's just... He... he Same energy as, like, when you go into your attic and you find all the glow-in-the-dark rubber skeletons that you've had since you were an actual infant. You're like, yeah, this guy right here. That's exactly what this record sounds like. That is what yeah. every Danny Elfman song sounds like. It's finding the box of glow-in-the-dark rubber skeletons in your, your attic. <laughs> mm. Oh, this is cute. He's, like, talking about how he was writing the songs for Nightmare Before Christmas, like, when he was kind of getting burned out on Oingo Boingo. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, like, put that energy into Jack as a character, like, getting burned out on being the king of Halloween Town. I adore oh, that's, that. that's sweet. I adore that. That's that- sweet. That makes Nightmare Before Christmas even better for me. Mm-hmm. What was the last time you watched that movie? Last Halloween, I think. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, also in this interview, he word for word said, he says, I don't necessarily see myself as oozing with ghost-like charm. Which I disagree with. I fully disagree <laughs> with, because that performance last year, he was oozing all kinds of ghost-like charm. I'm sorry. I hate the word oozing. I hate the word oozing. I'm so sorry. We gotta get it out of our system Tuesday. I know it's been on your mind. Danny Elfman's hot. (laughs) I like that he did a song he um when he did the remix album for um Big Mess, he had Trent Reznor on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is also just like I I like to imagine that they're gym buddies. Because they're both just like unreasonably muscular and I respect that. I love that they were both like very like as like young performers in like the early nineties, they were both like pretty s- small people, and then they came yeah, back. Yeah, just weird. And now they're just buff as hell. <laughs> yeah, they're just weird, lanky little goth guys, and then mm. they got really into film composing, and then I guess like got ripped in the process. So I like that that collab happened. The weird little guy to just jacked pipeline. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, Danny Elfman just like he wasn't officially a student at CalArts, but he would just show up. <laughs> he would he would just arrive. He had this prof that he really liked, who taught specifically like Indonesian music history. The prof would just be like, "Yeah, just show up, whatever." So he was like auditing. Yeah, which I think like if you're gonna go to CalArts, that's what you should do. You absolutely yeah. I've I've audited before. I went to. A couple UBC courses for like the entire semester just ducked out for the tests. I just, I, I, from what I've heard about like the work conditions and like the pressures at CalArts, I feel like that's how you keep your soul while attending there. Yeah. Is you just remain a silly little guy without grades. Yes. Absolutely. What if like they just got rid of grades at school? Imagine. Imagine if there was no pressure. 
Yeah. And I'm talking about CalArts a lot, and I can think about, like, like, <laughs> how, like, I'll probably a lot of guys who are a little too into 90s Nickelodeon are, like, foaming at the mouth right now. <laughs> you know how they get really mad about CalArts? Yes, I do. I have read a few threads about this. You know that came from John Kay? Did it? The whole CalArts style whining. Really? That came from John Kay, like, the creepy guy who made Ren and Stimpy, who is now exiled from the animation industry, basically, because he's a bad dude. Uh, but yeah, he basically just, like, had a blog, because, you know, Nickelodeon fired him. So yeah. he, he just had a blog where he would just complain about stuff. He was like, Nickelodeon keeps hiring all these people with the same art style, and they all went to CalArts. <laughs> it's like, buddy, maybe they can hold down a job with Nickelodeon because they are not active threats to children. Consider. Consider the following. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, CITR. That's a bit of a spicy one for you, but it's staying in. <laughs> I feel like John K is like an acceptable target. Like, I, it's I, fine. I, no, I agree with you. That's why I'm making that joke. I'm like, no, it's this yeah. thing. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks. I think it's also nice. Um, one thing before I got into Oingo Boingo is I kept mixing them up with Devo. And sometimes I still do that where if I'm not looking at my phone and, you know, the Spotify shuffle starts going. Oh, yeah. I probably couldn't tell you <laughs> whether a song was Devo or Oingo Boingo in some cases. <laughs> but I think that's right, because um, Mark Mothersbaugh also does a lot of film recording and uh, composition now, and I just I just think that's neat. I think that's I, a neat parallel. I like that they're both vibing and just being very prolific and smart dudes making cool songs, such as the Rugrats jingle. Yeah. I mean... I feel like Devo and Oingo Boingo comp complement each other, like, musically. Yeah, I think they're I, holding hands. I think they are holding hands. And also, if they ever played a show together, that's an incredible... That would be stacked. That would be so good. I would pee immediately. I think I would, too. Did they ever play a show together? Let's see. It did say that uh, Oingo Boingo cited Devo as, like, an influence, <clears> even <throat> though I was... See, I think that's interesting. Um, like, where do you draw the line between, like, an influence versus a contemporary? Because mm -hmm. I don't think that they're mutually exclusive, but people say it like it is sometimes. Yeah. So they never played a show together, but this comparison is, like, a big talked-about thing on Reddit, apparently. Yeah. You know who does cite both those bands as a big influence? Ooh. Neil Lemon Demon Cesariga. This makes sense to me. This is absolutely that makes When I found that out, I was like, yeah, that that does sound that is exactly the kind of music that a guy raised on Oingo Boingo and un like just unrestricted access to Adobe Flash. That's the kind of that's how <laughs> you get you'll see that's how you get Lemon Demon. Absolutely. Like, that's like the perfect synthesis of Devo, Oingo Boingo, and unlimited internet access as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like, I think that when performing, Neil has covered Nothing Bad Ever Happens to Me or some other. Hold on, I'm Googling this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of Reddit threads. <laughs> Lemon Demon is Oingo Boingo for depressed neurodivergent people. As if, like... Like, Oingo Boingo's already bad. <laughs> yeah, it's all of us. It's all of us. I love the production on this record so much. It's so, like, quintessentially 80s, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The drums are huge. The synths sound huge and silly. And it's just, it's got that, it's got that snare that sounds like it was recorded in a warehouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I feel like you need. The vibe, that is the vibe that you need. Absolutely. And the guitar sounds like a, like, at certain points it sounds like a power tool. And that rules. Yeah. Like, you need it to be like industrial in the literal sense where you definitely are having this party in an abandoned building off Clark Drive at three in the morning. Yes, that's exactly the vibe. If you haven't figured it out already, we, we love Oingo Boingo on this podcast. We love Oingo Boingo. We love Oingo Boingo and we love Daddy Elfman. I totally meant to say Danny Elfman. <laughs> Daddy, sorry. Daddy, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry tuesday remember how you made me cut that whole part out of that episode where we were talking about this yeah but it's okay um, but yeah danny elfman and oingo boingo just sound like my childhood and i think that's why like especially in the last few years where i finally like, started listening to oingo boingo they've become mm. like one of my most listened to rec- like artists yeah we're in the like, actual top five favorite record territory here. Yeah, like I think you just need that energy where it's just it's just fun. It's just it's fun. just fun. It's fun and silly and chaotic, and maybe you're. Su- this is music to spray silly string to. This is music you know? to do like clowning to. Yeah, or maybe like relatively harmless Halloween pranking, such as TPing someone's tree. Yeah, just it's it's mischievous. It's not mean spirited. It's just mischievous. You're just a little poltergeist having a good time. Uh, what's this? What's the line? Life's no fun without a good scare, but we're not mean or whatever. That's our job, but we're not mean. And then they end up kidnapping a man. (laughs) They they did it to be. They did it for the bit. They wanted to make Jack happy for the for the sake of mischief. For the mischief. This this album. It's full of whimsy and mm-hmm. and it's 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 just soaked on life. It's full of whimsy. It's full of whimsy and uh, construction paper bats just going. Yes. What are your final thoughts, Tuesday? I will never stop blasting this album, especially like I I put this on like in the morning when mm-hmm. I want to put on something like sad and moody and stare wistfully out the window. You know, I could put oh, on yeah. Let Go by Avril Lavigne, but I'm like, uh, just trying to put a different energy than the one I'm currently experiencing. And I think there is a spectrum between staring longingly out the bus window on your way to work and 
funny Halloween party with your silly string and your skeleton suit. And the latter is what I'm going for, generally. So I feel like it helps. I feel like this album has done a number on my mental health in a positive way. I like that. I love that. Uh, for me, this has been like, I put this, hilariously, I put a lot of Devo and Oingo Boingo on when I'm working. And yeah. it makes me like actually kind of jazzed to do little tasks because it feels it's so fun. It's fun. Yeah. Like I remember sorting the warehouse's entire collection of cables, which was like an all day job. But I had Oingo Boingo and Devo on in the background. And I was like, this is fine. I'm having a whimsical time out here. Yeah, just getting, getting a little silly. Just getting a little funky. Yeah. I feel like... Because you got, you got the new wave element of, like, fun, big synth, big cheesy drums. You got mm-hmm. the ska element, like you just got your mozzarella sticks. Uh, you got Danny Elfman, and basically that's just a little Disney voice, because he does, he does sure sound like Jack Skellington. That's just he Jack. He sure does. That's just Jack. Actually, I realized that he was also the skeleton that sings the song in Corpse Bride as well. Um, oh my god, you're right. Which further reinforces my headcanon that he is just a skeleton. I think that's, that's I think, enough for the final thought for the day, that Danny Elfman yeah. is a skeleton. Yeah, I think I think people, like since he grew out his hair, people have been comparing him to Chucky, which I think is maybe a little mean, but not wrong. That's ginger hate <laughs> in my mind. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> Not every redhead is, is Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Not every redhead is Chucky. The end. The end. I love this record. I love Boingo Boingo. It's really good. I love Danny Elfman. Go listen to it. His last name is literally Elfman. That's, if that's not the most whimsical thing you ever heard. He's the Elfman. What have you been listening to this week, Tuesday? I want to say the Daria soundtrack. <laughs> Some Splendora. Imagine just being in Splendora at the time, and you're just you're just a, in a fun little punk band, and MTV's like, "Hey, we need you to write this song for this show." And then you record like a million little riffs on it. Like that's that's the thing I like is that they do like a bunch of little like uh, transitional stinger versions of the theme song. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I thought the theme song was actually done by a band called Destructo Disc. But I realize yeah. that's that's a more recent cover of it. Yeah. Also, Destructo Disc is a great band name. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I been listening to this week? I've been listening to a lot of of Montreal. Been going going back to that stuff, in particular Cherry Peel. It's like it's more like you know lo-fi acoustic kind of fun little jams but there's this one song and i was discussing this with a friend here for a while uh there's this one song called tim i wish you were born a girl where he's singing about his friend tim and how he wishes that he was a girl so that he could be his boyfriend it's like you could just date your friend you could just date your friend that's, you just- that's straight out of flight of the concords <laughs> <laughs> why would it be gay if i'm pretending you're a woman <laughs> It, it's we got to do an episode on it because I just have so many things to say about that song in particular. That's definitely a bit gay. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you can just you can just you can just be gay. It's fine. You, you sound pretty gay singing yeah, this. Just, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just kiss fine. about it. Just just kiss him. It's fine. Or you could like you could just talk. Go on a talk show and talk about tucking each other into bed. <laughs> perfectly, 
100% platonic. Yeah. I mean, the song is very not platonic. If you, you should listen to it after this. It'll make you laugh. Yeah, I'll just tuck him into bed. <laughs> That's about it, because I've also just been listening to like a lot of the same stuff that I said last week, because it hasn't really been that long since we recorded last. Repetition is coming Doing a podcast once a week and actually sticking to the schedule, we would never. There sure is stuff that we do. Yes. We're always on the ball doing the show. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm Devin Galloway. You can follow me at Devin Galloway on Twitter and Instagram. It's not spelled that way on Twitter, but you're smart and you will figure it out. I believe in you. You can follow this podcast at Music is Good Pod also on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really update the Twitter for our podcast anymore that much because Twitter is kind of dying as it is. Yeah. But you should follow us on Instagram because I do post stuff there. And the best way to support what we do is to go on over to patreon.com slash music is good pod one for early access to our episodes and maybe one day we'll record a bonus episode again. I'm Tuesday Maybe. Ferguson. You're twos. I'm twos. I'm just a little guy. Just little. I'm just a normal man. You're just a normal guy. Just, I'm just a regular guy. guy. <laughs> just a regular guy. The end. The end. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Walk the